We're going to keep everyone in today, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to read the Christmas story together as a family, as a congregation. And then at the end of uh, the message or the scripture, and we're going to all take communion together, and, uh, and then we're going to go home and celebrate Christmas individually, amen? But what a treat that we get to celebrate Christmas together on uh, this Sunday morning. It's good to see familiar faces and faces that I hadn't seen in a while, uh, some even walking in the door right now. Good to see family and friends visiting from out of town. And so what, right now what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and receive the tithe and the offering. Amen? And if I could have the ushers come, we'll, uh, we will allow you to give... And worship as you give this morning, even on this day that we celebrate the greatest gift that was ever given when God gave his son and he was born to us. So if you guys come on up and uh, we will allow each one to give the worship in that giving, let's pray. And just a reminder, there will not be a service here Wednesday, um, but we will be here again next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be New Year's Day, and we'll have a worship on New Year's Day. So uh, then after New Year's, we'll resume our regular schedule. We'll be back, have Wednesday night, and, and uh, pick up on all of that. Just a note, too, coming up um, in toward the end of January, I think it's the weekend of the 22nd, we're going to, there's a group that's going to go back through the Not I But Christ. I actually have some people that have been wanting to do it, so we're going to sign up a, a new class. So if you have not done Not I But Christ, that's going to be starting after the first of the year, and we'll put that in the January bulletin. But just to kind of give you a heads up, we'll do that on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Um, starting toward the end of January, and uh, looking forward to a new year. Are you guys looking forward to a new year? Can you believe 2011 is gone? You know, a lot of people don't believe we're going to make it through 2012, but personally, I think we will. Amen? Um, so it doesn't really matter. Um, God is Lord, right? And if we're in Christ, we're eternal beings. And, uh, and it doesn't matter whether we're here or there or in the air. If we're in Christ, <laughs> we're alive. Amen? And that's good news. That is good news. I want to read good news to you today, as a matter of fact. And, you know, today I'm going to read some scripture to you. I'm going to resist the temptation to preach or teach to you. And I just want to present the gospel to you. Uh, I want to just read the scripture. And I want us to pray and just... Just ask that God would, by His Spirit, take His very inspired words 
that as we read this word and as you hear his inspired word and what he has spoken in the scripture concerning his son, uh, that the spirit of God in you would open the eyes of your understanding, would open your hearts, would open your minds, and that we would hear and consider the Christmas story with ears of faith and eyes of faith and minds of faith. You know, uh, we've watched a number of Christmas movies as we've, you know, prepared. And last night we watched a movie. And it was really entertaining. It was a good movie. Um, but one thing I've noticed about all of the Christmas movies, you know who they're all about? They're all about Santa Claus. And the Christmas story has commonly come to be known as the story of Santa Claus. And I'm not anti-Santa, okay? Um, but I, I, I've said this to several people. I said, you know, it's, it's really a shame. You think of all the millions upon millions of children that are growing up and their concept of the Christmas story is Santa Claus. And the Christmas story has nothing to do with Santa Claus. It's Jesus. Santa Claus came much later. Good old Saint Nick, he came along much later than Jesus. There would be no Santa Claus, there would be no Saint Nick if it weren't for Jesus. We wouldn't even celebrate Christmas if it were not for Jesus. So I want to I read to you the Christmas story today. And, uh, and just to let you know, the Christmas story doesn't just begin in the New Testament. The Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke record the Christmas story, and we're going to read portions of Scripture. And I've kind of put together the Scripture um, so that it kind of flows and, um, and follows the storyline. If you read the Gospels, you'll see that um, Matthew's Gospel presents one aspect of it, and Luke's gospel presents another aspect of it, but both of them together give us the entire picture of what happened on that night and in that time that Jesus was born. But I'm going to begin today reading in Genesis chapter 3, 15. Chapter 3, verses 15. <clears throat> so, Father, we just ask as we read the scripture today that you'd open our hearts and open our minds and help us to... Lord, recapture the wonder of Jesus and the wonder of the Christmas story, which is the story of the Lord Jesus Christ, the story of his coming, of his birth, of his advent. And we thank you, Lord. We, we could not look forward to, Lord, the coming of Jesus, the second advent of Jesus, where they're not a first advent and a first coming. Lord, that story didn't begin in the New Testament. Lord, that story began at the very beginning, and it's contained throughout all of Scripture. And Lord, as we just take a very brief look through the Scripture today, open our hearts and our minds, and by your Spirit, illuminate your Word and cause Jesus, as recorded in the Scripture, to come alive in our hearts and our minds and help us to live not just this day and this season, but every day with the wonder of who Christ is. 
Amen. Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The very first recorded prophetic mention of the coming of Christ. The prophet Isaiah writes in Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And the prophet goes on to write, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. And in Matthew's gospel, Matthew records in chapter 1, verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. If you We go to Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. 
Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. We go back to Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born... In, the, in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And when they had departed... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother 
Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word of Herod. He will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. In Luke's gospel, it goes on, and it speaks of Jesus, and it says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and grace of God was upon him. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And the scripture says that he grew up, he became strong in spirit, was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And this Jesus that shepherds proclaimed, that wise men worshipped, is the same Jesus that we celebrate today. This is the Christmas story. But it doesn't end there. In John's Gospel, John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 10 says, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And I wonder how many saw the baby Jesus from the time he was in the manger as a child, growing up as a young man, and even as the rabbi who walked into the temple and drove out the money changers and was soon after crucified between two thieves. I wonder how many people saw that Jesus and did not understand who he was. That this was the very creator of heaven and earth. The very God and the very man who would and is and will eternally be the Savior of the world. How many saw Jesus, considered Jesus, but did not truly see him? And I pray today that we would not just see Jesus because it's Christmas, that we would not just consider Jesus because it is Christmas, but that we would see Him and consider Him for who He truly is, 
And he is the Savior of the world, not just at Christmas time or not just at Easter. He is the eternal Savior. That means he was, he is, and he will eternally be the Savior, the Redeemer, the Christ, the living Son of God, the Lord of glory. As Isaiah said, he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, peace has been proclaimed and peace has come and peace is here. And it will reign eternally. It doesn't matter that there are wars. It doesn't matter that there are storms. He is the Prince of Peace. His peace has come and it shall eternally increase forever and ever and ever so proclaims the scripture. Do you believe, church? Do you believe that he is? Amen. Let us come to the table. This is the peace that we celebrate. This is the Prince of Peace that we celebrate. This is the victory that we Remember, and we celebrate, when we proclaim his death, we proclaim his life, even until he comes again. Amen? So Christians, you don't have to be a member of Christ Fellowship Church. If you count yourself a member of the body of Christ, one who has come to trust in Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father, the only one full of grace and truth, the only way, the only truth, the only life. Come to this table and let us celebrate the Lord Jesus. Come and take the communion elements and then we will take them together and be dismissed in prayer.